Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, it's Dr. Will Cole. This podcast is the manifesto for a new breed of health seekers. This is the art of being well. What's up everyone, it's Dr. Will Cole and welcome to the art of being well. I am a leading functional medicine expert. I get to consult people around the world via webcam I started one of the first functional medicine telehealth centers in the world over a decade ago, and I'm a New York Times bestselling author. I wrote Intuitive Fasting, which is my newest book, and The Inflammation Spectrum, and Ketotarian. If you want to learn more about my clinical work, the telehealth center, the books, and there's lots of free resources there for you as well, you can check it all out at drwillcole.com. That's D-R-W-I-L-L-C-O-L-E.com. All right, let's get to today's guest. He is a legend, friend, colleague. His name is Dr. Daniel Amen. Dr. Daniel Amen, MD, has helped millions of people change their brains and lives. He is the founder of Amen Clinics with nine locations across the United States, a 12-time New York Times bestselling author, and the co-host of the Brain Warriors Way podcast, which he creates with his wife, Tana. He has produced 15 national public television specials about the brain that have aired more than 180,000 times across North America. Dr. Amen believes we can end mental illness by creating a revolution in brain health. And he regularly speaks to businesses, organizations, and churches about how to have a better brain and a better life. Stay tuned through the entire conversation, which you all are going to love so much. Because at the end of this amazing conversation, I answer another one of your burning health questions and then ask me anything. Let's get right to it. This is Dr. Daniel Amen's Art of Being Well. Dr. Amen, man, it's so great to see you again. Thanks for being on the podcast. Well, what a joy. Thank you for helping me spread the word about brain health. My pleasure. My pleasure. Let's talk about your new book. I love it so much. Your brain is always listening, right? 
where did the book come from? What was the genesis of this amazing book? And we have to talk about dragons today too. <laughs> I can't wait. But let's talk about how the book came came to be. Well, you know, I was just thinking of all the influences that impact the brain. And the brain is always listening to the past. It's listening to social media. It's listening to what you watch on television, the news. It's listening to the food you eat. And it's listening even to the habits that you allow your brain to do. And I thought, well, wouldn't it be fun to write sort of like an owner's manual for your mind and include all of the influences that ultimately we can learn to control. I love it. So as I mentioned, a theme throughout the book is taming dragons. Why, why did you choose dragons? And what are we talking about? Well, this is how I imagine the influences on the brain. And it's divided into five sections, including the dragons from the past. So what are the big issues that my patients tend to deal with? The they, them, and other dragons, the influence of the voices of other people on us, past and present. The ants, the brain's always listening to the automatic negative thoughts. They feed the dragons. And the bad habit dragons and the scheming dragons. And then there's a whole section on the dragon tamer. I also have a brand new section that I'd never written about before, which is I wrote a new 12-step program on how to break addictions. I was thinking to myself, that's not been rewritten since 1935. I'm like, what if a neuroscientist rewrote the 12 steps? And I, and I thought that would get me a lot of grief. But all the 12-steppers just think, wow, this really helps. It's just sort of like another layer to mm -hmm. it. But the part of the book that has seemed to be the most popular is the dragons from the past. And these are the dragons that breathe fire on your emotional brain, even though they're still not here. So, for mm -hmm. example, there's 13 of them. And my primary dragon, there's primary and secondary dragons, is the abandoned, invisible, or insignificant dragon. And it's because I grew up invisible. I was smaller than everybody else. I'm one of seven children. I'm in the middle of an older brother. And in a Lebanese family, the older brother is the goldest, golden child of an older sister, and then me and four younger sisters. And I often felt insignificant. And the upside of that dragon is I've built a life on being significant. You know, it's just like my 42nd book. And it makes me happy. If I can be helpful, that makes me happy. And so for each of the dragons, what are their origin stories? So I just told you mine. What triggers it? So anytime I feel belittled, how to soothe it? work toward significance. I even have meditations for each of the dragons and even what movies the dragons like because I was doing my wife's dragon. Hers is the judgmental dragon and she loves vengeance movies. And as I was writing <laughs> the judgmental dragon story, we had a choice between Green Book, which is just a spectacular movie that 
won a bunch of Oscars and Rambo six. And, and I'm like, <laughs> I'd choose Green Book every day, but she chose yeah. Rambo. And I'm like, oh, the judgmental. And then I just started thinking about each of the dragons and what they like as far as yeah. movies. So it's a super fun book, but it's very prescriptive. And when somebody gets the book, how do they find their dragon? Is there a quiz in the book? I mean, what's their, their they direction They go there? to knowyourdragons.com. And, okay. and the average number of dragons people have is six. So, you know, if you have a couple of dragons, don't feel bad. Like, you know, I have that one and the anxious dragon I had growing up, the wounded dragon. I tell this horrible story about the death of my pet goat. And, you know, I think the most interesting of all the dragons, the death dragon. I, I think the fear of death is just exploded with the pandemic. And one of the strategies for that dragon is to write down 10 good things about dying. You know, it's the denial of death. It's a quote from Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. It's the denial of death that is partially responsible for people living empty, purposeless lives. Because mm -hmm. when you believe you're going to live forever, you don't take care of the important relationships you need to today. Mm -hmm. And one of the fun strategies for the death dragon is write down 10 good things about dying. Like, I'm not going to have to get my teeth cleaned again. And I do it because gum health is so mm. important. But I don't like having somebody with a sharp metal object poking around my gums. Um, yeah. I won't have to manage LA traffic. It's just awful. Um, during the early part of the pandemic, it was great because nobody was on the road. <laughs> Everybody's at home. But it's back. The 405 will get you. The 405. It'll get you every time. <laughs> <laughs> I have to ask, I mean, the story about your goat sugar that you talk about in the book and the wounded dragon, can you tell us the story? People are going to be wondering now. They can get the book, but let's hear about it now. Well, I even have a video. I told this story. I have a new public television special on overcoming anxiety, depression, trauma, and grief. And I tell Sugar's story. And we've actually found a video when I'm five of this white, gorgeous goat loving me, kissing me. She's like my best friend. But in the video, you also see Sugar likes my dad's roses. My dad was not warm and fuzzy, and he had had enough, sent Sugar away to the farm, which I didn't know at the time, but it meant Sugar got slaughtered. And two nights later at dinner, my dad and his brother are laughing that they're feeding us goat stew, that they were feeding us our pet goat. Became hysterical, threw up. And, and then I sort of forgot about it. But it wasn't until years later, I'm speaking at a spirituality and psychiatry conference in Monterey, Mexico. And in Mexico, they have street vendors like we do here, but they had goat meat for sale. Triggered me, full-blown panic attack. And just almost immediately went back to the early trauma. Traumas get, they live in the brain. They get stuck in the brain. And if we don't know how to manage them, if we don't get help for them, they can haunt us and make us feel anxious and depressed. Mm, I'm so glad we're talking about this. So many people need to to hear this. And something that I'm always talking about, and you're such a leader in this space, is educating people on the fact that 
We cannot separate mental health from physical health. Mental health is physical health. Our brain is part of our body. And something that you we you told me a few years ago, and I, I think about it all the time, is psychiatry is the only field of medicine that doesn't look at the organ in which it's treating. Am I doing saying that right? The way that you said it, absolutely. And it, it's so it's so important. It's insane, and I'm a psychiatrist. I I know insanity. And insanity is making diagnoses based on symptom clusters with no biological data, and then criticizing me because I want to look. That's insane. That I hate the term mental illness. I hate it. I've always hated it. It shames people. It's stigmatizing. And it's wrong. These are brain health issues. And... When you get your brain right, the physical function of your brain, your mind is better. And too often, people go to psychotherapy, and I'm a fan of psychotherapy, once you get your brain right. If you're going to psychotherapy before you have any idea how your brain is, that's sort of like programming a computer that has hardware problems. You got to first get the hardware right, and then you can program it. Mm Mm-hmm. What interferes with your happiness? Is something preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp, I love this company so much. They will help assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. As a functional medicine practitioner, and I talk about it a lot on the show, ad nauseum sometimes, is that mental health is not separate from physical health. Mental health is physical health. Our brain is part of our body. And as a functional medicine practitioner, I am oftentimes working in conjunction with professional therapists and specialists in the brain health world because it impacts your physiology so much. I'm dealing with the physiological stuff. They're dealing with the mental, emotional stuff. And BetterHelp is so convenient. It is a telehealth version of therapy. You can connect in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help, but what it is is professional counseling done securely online. You can send a message to your counselor anytime you want. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, What's really cool is you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, all without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. You can find the right fit for you. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. The service is available for clients all around the world, and they have counselors that specialize in depression, anxiety, stress, relationships, sleep problems, trauma, anger, family conflicts, grief, self-esteem. Anything you share is confidential, of course. It's convenient. It's professional. It's affordable. All the things I want you to start living a happier life today. And as a listener of The Art of Being Well, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash A-B-W. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash A-B-W. stands for Art of Being Well. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, betterhelp.com slash A-B-W. 
W. So we're well into 2022. And if you're trying to build a healthy fitness habit this year, it's so important that you make time to move your body every day. The key, of course, is finding something that brings you joy and doesn't make exercise feel like a chore. Personally, I've been loving on Obey Fitness for years now, and I really think it's one of the best platforms out there to help you build a routine that you actually really love. They stream daily live and on-demand classes with more than 20 different class types, like HIT, Pilates, strength, yoga, plus the best instructors in the game. And they make working out, honestly, really fun. You could pick anything from 10 minutes to an hour. And the best part is you don't need any pricey equipment to get a great fun sweat in. Honestly, you all, you are, you're gonna love this so much. So if you have a goal and you need extra motivation, Make your move and try Obey, especially because they're offering listeners of The Art of Being Well a free one-month trial. You can try it for an entire month for free. Just use code BEINGWELL at ObeyFitness. That's O-B-E-Fitness.com. ObeyFitness.com. Use that code BEINGWELL. It's all one word for that free month trial of Obey. I'm Kat Sadler, and it sure is a beautiful day. After such a bleak year, it's time for some joy, and I cannot wait for you to hear my fresh and fun new show. I crack open about mom life, relationships, wellness, and beauty, all the things. Plus, I have provocative conversations with some of the most fascinating and famous faces in pop culture. I'm here to lift you up and make you think. Check out It Sure Is a Beautiful Day with me and you every Tuesday. A dragon that you talk about that I'd like to highlight in, in the conversation today is the ancestral dragon. Can you talk a little bit about that? It's, I think, the most interesting of all the dragons. And that's where the issues you have are not your issues, that they belong to your mom or they belong to your dad or your grandmother or your grandfather. Too often people are suffering and they have no idea why they just can't connect it. But when we do family histories, we're often able to connect them. So for example, when the pandemic started, my wife had a pandemic room Uh, and she's like spending all this money. And I'm like, in what universe are we going to run out of toilet paper? We live in Newport Beach in Orange (laughs) County. Why are you stockpiling water? When are we going to run out of water? And she goes, we should always be prepared. I'm a security freak and I don't know where it comes from, but we should do this. And and we would fuss about it. And then, of course, the pandemic happens. Well, if you knew about Tana's grandmother, she grew up during World War I in what is now Lebanon during the Great Famine. And deprivation was written into Abla's genetic code. She was even lost in the mountains for three days when she's five years old. When they found her, her hair, they had to shave her head because her head was, her hair was all frozen. It was a tangled mess. And it's just horrifying. That Mm -hmm. trauma she lived with throughout her life, but through this process called epigenetics, 
it got transmitted to Tana. So, so many people we're walking around today, it's not theirs, but I mean, how do people, and I know you talk about it in the book, and this is a large part of your work, how do people deal with things that was never theirs to begin with? Where do we begin? Well, you begin with knowing about it. So understanding the story of your ancestors is just critically important to understanding who you are. And, uh, you know, when you come from a nation of immigrants in large part, a lot of people don't know two or three generations back. But I, I think it's so helpful. Before my dad died, you know, I would sit with him. I was writing this book and I just talk about when he was young. And my grandfather, when he came to this country with his sister and brother, his brother apparently wasn't a very good driver and ended up colliding with a train and was killed when he was 19. Well, my grandfather never drove and never mm. forgave his sister for letting their brother borrow the car. And so that anger and anxiousness and resentment, you know, could just be sort of written in your code. And you just don't know why you have these feelings. Um, mm -hmm. Knowing helps. And then separating, you know, that was then, this is now. It's one of the mm -hmm. mantras for the ancestral dragon. A, a dragon that we know is so rampant right now, it's the anxious dragon. How, how can people start? What are some specific things people can do to tame that anxious dragon? Well, you know, it's so common, right? With the pandemic and the political divide and the societal unrest and the news that's purposeful in making you upset that we need to, one, turn off the news and two, develop daily practices to strengthen our brain and our mind. And so heart rate variability, you know, working to increase your heart rate variability with diaphragmatic breathing or meditation. I think that should be a daily practice for all of us. Mm -hmm. Learning how to kill the ants. There's a whole section in the book on whenever you feel sad or mad or nervous or out of control, write down what you're thinking and ask yourself whether or not it's true. Learning how to direct your mind to help you rather than just let it hurt you. And the pandemic has popped up, not only the dragons, but also mm -hmm. the ants that's just driving. The, now we have an epidemic of more alcohol and more marijuana and more obesity. From a mental health and a physical health standpoint, this pandemic has been so damaging. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It truly has. There, you mentioned earlier about the section in the book called the Dragon Tamer. I'd love if you could share share about that section in the book. The most human part of your brain is called the prefrontal cortex. It's the front third of your brain. It's largest in humans than any other animal by far. And it's called the executive part of the brain because it's sort of like the boss at work. It's the chief executive officer of your life. And it tames that there's this dynamic tension between your prefrontal cortex and your amygdala. And the amygdala deep in your temporal lobes is where our body experiences threat. 
Mm -hmm. And when your prefrontal cortex is healthy, it tames where the dragon breathes fire. So it sort of, it makes the dragons dramatically less effective in hurting you. And you have to strengthen it. So we talk about what helps it and what hurts it. And so goal setting, really important. The right diet helps it. Physical exercise strengthens it. Word games can help. So working out your prefrontal cortex. Things that hurt it are hitting soccer balls with your head, smoking marijuana, drinking alcohol, nicotine, vaping, which is just rampant. My daughter just went away to college and she's like, dad, everybody's vaping. And I'm like, but you, right? Um, <laughs> and, and so knowing this is such an important, special part of your brain, having strategies to keep it healthy is mm-hmm. absolutely essential. Mm-hmm. Truly. Another thing that I loved about the book is, you know, we live in this social media FOMO inducing, you know, fear of missing out. We're always comparing ourselves to other people's highlight reel and feed. And you talk about the flawed dragon or the inferior dragon that's always comparing yourself to other people. How do we, what are some action steps we can take to avoid that trap of that dragon? Well, so one, no, it's a trap. There's always going to be someone better than you prettier than you, smarter, stronger. And there's always going to be someone not as pretty or not as smart or not as rich or not as strong. And when you start comparing yourself, it's a never-ending losing battle. And so many people are worried about what other people think of them. And there's a rule I talk about in the book called the 1840-60 rule, that says when you're 18, you worry about what everybody's thinking of you. And when you're 40, you don't give a damn what anybody thinks about you. And when you're 60, you realize nobody's been thinking about you at all. People spend their days worrying and thinking about themselves, not you. And so recognize when you do it and then come up with strategies to distract yourself because Mm. it's the never-ending dopamine trap where you're going to need more and more. I have a thousand followers, but somebody has 250 million followers. I'm no good. A thousand mm-hmm. followers. That's like amazing. That's like a small city in Oklahoma. <laughs> you have following you, right? It's, it's not what happens to us. It's our perception of what happens to us that makes us happy mm-hmm. or not. Yeah. I always write on on Instagram because I figured that's the place for it to like change your FOMO into JOMO, which is the joy of missing out. It's okay. We don't always have to be the best or whatever, the coolest. Well, this is so important, Will, because we just had the Olympics and I've been blessed to see a number of Olympians and they're not that, they're not a happy bunch in large part because they have to work to be the best. And working to be the best is a prescription for unhappiness. Because to be the best, you have to beat someone else. When you work to be your best, that's a prescription for happiness. Because you get to help a lot of people along the way be their best too. I remember, and I don't know why, but but I I, I got this idea in college. And, and I was not a good high school student, but I was a great college student. 
And I realized I would be even better if I helped other people be better. And sometimes my, in medical school, my study partner was the number, he was a top student and I was second. And I love that because we did it together. And that's happiness. If I had to be the best, then I'd have been miserable that I wasn't number one. But I've had a great career and he has too. And it's the mm-hmm. connection where we lift each other up that creates happiness. Yeah. Wise words, wise words. You end the book with the scheming dragons, which I really, I'm excited for people to learn about is that dragons, these outside influences that will steal our minds for profit. I, I'm so glad you included this in the book. Can you talk about those dragons? Well, there's the unhealthy health dragon, you know, people selling you health foods that, no, they should be called early death foods, you know, with 14 names for organic sugar. <laughs> you know, organic just means it doesn't have pesticides with the poison. There's the social media dragons. There's the contact sports dragons and the holiday dragon. It's like, what's that? It's like to celebrate Christ's birth, we're going to hurt ourselves. The number one day of the year for heart attacks is Christmas. And, you know, from Halloween through Thanksgiving to Christmas and New Year's Day, people are partying with things that hurt themselves. And I'm like, why do we celebrate? You know, when I turned 50, two people, two different people bought me two cakes. And I just looked at them like, don't you want me to be 52? It's like, <laughs> wh- why, why are we celebrating with yeah. things that hurt us rather than yes. things that help us? It's just, you know, it's why we call our podcast The Brain Warrior's Way, because, you know, that's how we see it. You're in a war for the health of your brain. These scheming dragons, they're making money off of your early death. Another dragon is the food pusher dragons. And you just have to watch television for any length of time. And you look at like Catherine Webb, one of the most beautiful women in the world, in a bikini, eating a Carl's Jr. burger. And you're like, you know, she doesn't eat that burger. (laughs) And you know, she doesn't date people who eat that burger. But the subconscious message is if you eat that burger, she will want you, which is just a complete lie. But think Mm -hmm. of how these corporations are using neuroscience tricks. Let Mm -hmm. me pair a beautiful woman with this extremely delicious, unhealthy food. And how do you survive the assault that is coming our way. And, you, you know, before the pandemic, both you and I travel and you just have to like walk through the airport. And it's like, is there anything that will serve my health or will it steal it? And so mm-hmm. making those decisions, you know, like physical health is a daily practice. Mental health, brain health has to be a daily practice too. Mm-hmm. Well said. I want to talk about 
and I know the people that listen to this podcast are going to love this section of us talking about the Amen Clinics. And you have the largest database of brain scans based on behavior. You have so much information here. How has the, the, the brain imaging work that you've done, how has that impacted you as a psychiatrist? How has that impacted your, the way that you practice? It's changed everything. I mean, the imaging literally changed everything in my life. I don't make diagnoses based on symptom clusters with no biological data. I realize depression isn't a diagnosis. It's like chest pain, right? Nobody gets the diagnosis of chest pain because it doesn't tell you what's causing it and it doesn't tell you what to do for it. But we hand mm -hmm. out the diagnosis of depression or generalized anxiety or PTSD or OCD or bipolar disorder or ADHD, thinking that somehow that explains what caused it and what to do for it. And, you know, we just live in this insanity of making diagnoses based on symptom clusters. What other medical specialty does that? None of them. And then, so that's the first thing I realized. The second thing I realized, the brain's an organ like your heart's an organ. And when I get your brain right, well, it's just so much easier for you to be happier. It's so much easier for you to act right. It's so much easier for you to manage your money, for you to be less stressed, to have better relationships, to be a better mom, to be a better dad. And so working to optimize the physical functioning of your brain is critical. And then I went back to a lesson I learned in the first year in medical school. First, do no harm. Some of these medications are harmful, right, in our society, especially during the pandemic. We're passing out Xanax and Clonopin, Ativan, Valium, like candy. And it's like once you start those, you can't stop them, just like Ambien. And it's like, no, natural ways to heal the brain. And I'm not opposed to medicine and I use them when needed, but it's just never the first and the only thing mm -hmm. I think about. And then I think, well, we really shouldn't let children hit soccer balls with their head. And you really shouldn't play tackle football because it damages your brain. Mm -hmm. If it damages your brain, it damages the rest of your life. So when you see football on Sunday, what you're really watching is the destruction of families for generations because right the ancestral dragon can roar in your grandchildren yeah i think almost everything and even if you date one of my children for more than four months i'm scanning you and when i <laughs> met my wife 16 years ago i'm I, like wow it was not only is she beautiful but she's smart and i'm like okay, I'm not falling in love with you until I see your brain. And three <laughs> weeks later, she's in my office. And I'm like, you know, do you think we should look at your brain? <laughs> <laughs> it was love at first brain scan, Dr. Amen. <laughs> we all know the common New Year's resolution for people is to either lose weight, right? Or take steps to get healthier. But before you jump on board with another fad diet, it's important to really listen to your body first before making big changes to your lifestyle. That is why it's better to stop guessing and start testing. And what better way to listen to your body, get data on it, and get down to the root of your gut health with a gut microbiome test with Keen Health. 
This at-home test kit ships straight to your door, and by giving a simple stool sample, you'll be able to see what's currently going on inside your gut. Good bacteria, bad bacteria, and so much more. To help kickstart your health journey, Keen Gut Plus also gives you personalized, actionable, healthy recommendations based on your unique results. So trust your gut and listen to what it has to say because you never know how much it is impacting your daily lifestyle. You all know this when you listen to the podcast. I talk about gut health so much and it influences your brain, your immune system, your hormones, your inflammation levels, and of course, your digestive health. Right now, Keen Health is offering 35% off with code WILLCOLE. All you have to do is visit keenhealth.com. That's K-E-A-N-H-E-A-L-T-H, keenhealth.com. Use code WILLCOLE, all one word, to get 35% off this amazing test. I love when I see Keen Health lab results when I'm consulting patients. If someone includes that with their intake forms, because I already we're already ahead of the game because we're, we know about their gut health. They've already learned about it. And now I can use it when I'm designing a functional medicine protocol for them. Again, that's keenhealth.com. Use code WillCole for 35% off. Our next partner has a product I use all the time. My patients love it as well. And that is AG1 by Athletic Greens. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. AG1 is lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free. It also contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, while tasting really good. It supports better sleep quality and recovery, supports mental clarity and alertness. It's the one thing with all the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. It costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially now that we're in the cold and flu season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's all you have to do. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it really easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free, wait for it, one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D. And I have to say... When I'm consulting patients, I'm looking at labs, I see vitamin D deficiency in almost everybody, and it's so important for supporting your energy and your immune system and so many other things. And they're also giving you five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash willcole. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash willcole to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. 
I, I want you to share something that I've learned from you. It is the subject of alcohol's impact on the brain. And I get that question all the time. And I'm sure you get that question all the time. How much alcohol is, is okay? Is alcohol okay? And people just drink with abandon. They don't even realize, even if they're having that couple drinks at night or on the weekends, what is it doing to our brains? Yeah, no, sort of the big four that I make people mad at me for is alcohol, marijuana, caffeine, and nicotine. And so the biggest blog I wrote last year is called I Told You So. And I started with when I was dating my wife, she told me, I'll never tell you I told you so. She lied. It's like her favorite <laughs> thing to say. <laughs> well, since I started imaging. In 1991, I've been saying alcohol prematurely ages the brain. I've said it. I published studies on it. Other people have said it. And then last year, the American Cancer Society came out and said, you shouldn't drink because any alcohol consumption is associated with an increased risk of seven different kinds of cancer. And chemotherapy is bad for your brain. I mean, it may save your life, but it's not making your brain better. So it is just super clear to me that alcohol causes way more problems than it helps. It damages relationships. It kills people on the road. But, you know, there's also this interesting part of us called our microbiome, which is the hundred trillion bugs we have in our gut. And why does my wife, who's a nurse, put alcohol on your skin before she gives you a shot? Because it kills bacteria. What happened to the alcohol companies during the pandemic? Some of them switched into making hand sanitizer. Okay. Do you really want to be drinking things that are damaging your microbiome? It's like, how, how does this make any sense? And I like how I feel. Why do I need to dull myself? And I think it's because people don't like how they feel and they yeah. don't have management skill in self-regulation. And one of the techniques, actually not in this book, but it'll be in my next book. I have a book coming out next year called You Happier, The Neuroscience of Feeling Good, is give your mind a name. And I gave mine the name of Hermie after my pet raccoon when I was 16. <laughs> and I loved her. But she, like my mind, was a troublemaker. She <laughs> TP'd my mother's bathroom. That was a bad day. She ate all the fish out of my sister's aquarium. Another bad day. She used to leave raccoon poo in my shoes. Always bad. And, but it just reminds me of my mind. So I gave my mind a name. And so yeah. now I just don't have to take Harmony seriously. It's like, it's really causing trouble. It's like in the cage with you. And it's based mm -hmm. on a concept called psychological distancing. If you can distance yourself from the noise in your head, it just helps you so much. Mm -hmm. Great advice. I need to name my brain, I guess. It's going to be the next thing I so do. So what name? Well, would you give your name? I don't know. I have to think about this. I have to think about it. All right, Dr. Amen. The show is called The Art of Being Well, where I talk about the science of wellness, the art of wellness. And this is the part of the podcast where it's your art of being well. This is Dr. Amen's favorite ways to bring wellness into your life. Are you ready for this question and answer section? Yes, sir. All right. If you could 
eat one food or had to eat one food for the rest of your life based purely on survival. You're stuck on an island. We're talking about nutrient density and survival. What would that food be? Sardines, mackerel. It's just based on nutrient density. Yeah, yeah. That's I love it. That's what I do. I mean, I'd try to stick some blueberries in there, but yeah. if I only had one, that would be at the top of the yeah. list. Honestly, that, that would be mine too. Great, great minds, great brains think alike. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is the complete opposite. And I really do appreciate you reframing that earlier. It's something that I'm always trying to get to patients is that really is, it's not restrictive to avoid foods that deplete how you want to feel. It's a form of self-respect. So I completely agree with you on that, but purely based on taste alone, and it could be something healthy. What, if you had to eat one food for the rest of your life, not on health, purely on taste, what would that food be? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Any form? Are we talking any specific kind or? Well, if it's not healthy, you know, I'm always... Not always, but I often think on the last day of my life, what are you going to eat? So I'll probably have a big plate of, you know, spaghetti, bolognese, and gelato. I probably yeah. that would, and then I'd feel terrible, but I'm done tomorrow. So who cares? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question. What are two supplements that have been the biggest game changer for your health personally? Omega-3 fatty acids because it decreases knee pain that I have, and I know it's good for my brain. And saffron. I'm a huge fan of saffron. There are 24 Mm. randomized controlled trials showing it has equal efficacy to antidepressants. Mm. On top of it, it enhances libido, it enhances sexual interest and performance, and it boosts your memory. So I have memory, mood, and sex. I'm like saffron. <laughs> How are you taking it? Is it a liquid capsule? So yeah, it's Brain MD. We actually make happy saffron that has a really highly purified form of saffron called Afron plus zinc and curcumins. I mean, curcumins would be in the top five because of the anti-inflammatory properties, the mood enhancing properties, the memory enhancing. And, you know, now that I'm 67 and I really understand the gravity of age, if you've looked, we've now looked at 190,000 scans, you realize aging is not a good thing for brain function, but it Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be bad. You just have Mm -hmm. to be serious about brain health. And yeah. um, and I'm also a big fan of ginkgo because it increases blood flow. And usually the prettiest brains I've ever seen take ginkgo. Great, great to know. All right, what is the latest non-food, non-supplement biohack or wellness tool that you're really into? Infrared saunas. People who take the most saunas have the lowest risk of Alzheimer's disease. There's actually a study uh, in JAMA psychiatry, one sauna bath had antidepressant effects. I also love hyperbaric oxygen and near infrared light therapy. If I had to choose one, I think I'm going to take a sauna. Love it. All right. What is one wellness myth that you're that you would like to dispel once and for all, or or narrative that you think is false? Marijuana is good for you. Uh, I'm horrified by 
the messaging in our society, pot dispensaries mm-hmm. on every corner, billboards saying we'll deliver it to you. And most everybody think it's innocuous mm-hmm. when it's absolutely not innocuous. Yeah. Teenagers who use pot have an increased risk of anxiety, depression, and suicide in their 20s. Brand new study out just this week. If a young person is going to have a heart attack, if they're smoking pot, they have a 50% increased risk of having a heart attack. It's just not innocuous. Now, a complete fan that it should be legal. But I mean, please don't put people who smoke, use marijuana in jail. That's just a complete stupid use of resources but at the same time let's not say it's great for us because it's not right thank you so much for that all right what is one wellness brand whether it could be a food it could be a snack it could be a product that you've really been loving lately well i'm a big fan of sweet leaf they make like 10 different flavors of stevia uh liquid stevia And it's really clean. And every night it's turned into a ritual in my house where I make my family, I adopted my two teenage nieces, brain healthy hot chocolate. So I get organic, unsweetened vanilla almond milk from Costco, very cheap, and organic cacao, which is a superfood. So heat up the almond milk, put in teaspoon of cacao, a couple of droppers of chocolate stevia from Sweet Leaf, mix it up, brand healthy hot chocolate, not very many calories, and it tastes amazing. There is no suffering in getting well. I often say Mm -hmm. God gave you a big brain for a reason. And you don't want to, you know, we didn't talk about the bad habit dragons, but the worst bad habit dragon is the oblivious bad habit drug, where you're not reading food labels and you're just being swayed by whatever trend is on television. Mm -hmm. Yeah, perfectly said. All right, what is one spiritual or mindfulness practice that has helped you the most? I love diaphragmatic breathing, but in a very specific way. There's actually a new book I like called Breath that James Nestor, I think, is the author. You should have him on the podcast. It's just a wonderful book on the history and the different sort of breathing techniques. My favorite is what I do every day, is four seconds in, hold it for a second. Eight seconds out, hold it for a second, and just repeat. And that alone, three or four, five, ten minutes, increases my heart rate variability, which is a sign of heart health. And if people make that a daily practice, the anxiety they feel will just drain out quicker from their bodies. Mm, Love it. All right. So this is people that, some people that listen to the podcast are really into natural skincare. I'm curious to know, because this is, we're talking about brains. You are a brain expert, but what is one skincare product, if you had to only use one, what would that skincare product be? Well, it's so important because whatever you put on your skin goes in your body and becomes your body. So I know you know the app Think Dirty, which is one of my favorite apps. 
just because it makes people aware what's in the products they yeah. use. Like forever, I use. So I had to pick one product. Well, let me pick two. So for 50 years, I shaved with Barbasol. And Think Dirty, it rates products from one to 10. One is good, 10 is bad. And Barbasol's a nine. 50 years on my skin, I'm putting crap on my skin, which then goes into my body every day or most every day. And so now I use something called Kiss My Face, which is two. And I like it way better than Barbasol because one, even though it's more expensive, it's way cheaper because it lasts forever. And I know I'm doing something good for myself. And for a long time, I would use uh, a body wash, get it in the grocery store, soft soap on scale one to 10. It's a nine. Mm -hmm. I'm horrified by that. So I get something on Amazon called Alafia that makes this great coconut body wash. And I like it and it likes me back. See, I'm always thinking about the relationship I have mm -hmm. with my wife, with my children, but also with the food I eat and the products yeah. I use on my body. And I only want to be in good relationships. I'm like just too old to be in bad <laughs> relationships with food or, yeah. you know, oh, I have to brush my teeth with this toxic toothpaste. <laughs> it's like, yeah. no. Not worth it. No, not worth it. All right. What is one book that you've read in the past year? that has really inspired you? A couple, Breath, I loved it. It was just so good. And Boundary Boss by Terry Cole. If you, I don't know if you've met Terry. If not, I'll introduce you guys. She's a yeah, wonderful therapist in New York City. And Boundary Boss is something I bought all of my girls because not being able to draw appropriate boundaries damages people. And in food, for sure. It's like, you know, my daughter's at TCU and just rushed for a sorority and the peer pressure was just awful. And Boundary Boss helped her go, what do I want? And are these behaviors helping me get what I want? And I love that book too. Great, great. I have to check that out for sure. I, I'm, I'm thinking back of your amazing career. You've helped thousands and thousands of people around the world, not just in the clinics, but just people have bought your 40, how many books have you written? 42, 42. you said? Wow. Do you ever look back and think, wow, what God has done in your life in the way that, I mean, did you, could you ever imagine that you'd be used in this way? No clue. And so much of my early career just felt like a war against my colleagues. I mean, sometimes it still feels like that. But I, I think if I think about some of the secrets to my success is I've been very clear with what I want in my life. So I have an exercise I do with my patients called the One Page Miracle. And I developed that in 1986. You know, one piece of paper, write down, what do you want? Relationships, work, money, physical, emotional, spiritual health. What do I want? And then I ask myself every day, does my behavior get me what I want? And yeah, no, I, I had no clue and it's fun. And even the part where I've had to fight 
with my colleagues. Initially, it was very painful for me emotionally because in many ways it got me excluded from the group, which, you know, we don't want to be excluded because that means death in community. But at the same time, you really can't say things like, why are psychiatrists the only medical doctors who never look at the organ they treat? That's insane. And expect them to love you. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But, you know, I told on to John in the New Testament, John 8.32, know the truth and the truth will set you free. We need to do psychiatry in a new and better way. And uh, yeah, it's been a bit of a wild ride. My friend, you're doing amazing things. You're a trailblazer in so many ways. I appreciate you immensely. And just thanks for for being on the podcast too. Well, I'm so happy to get to know you and to be a service I can to your community. Uh, Look forward to when we can see each other in person again. Likewise. At the end of every episode, I'll be answering a question from one of you guys. Nothing is off limits. Ask me anything. And you can send your questions over to me on Instagram or Facebook. As a functional medicine practitioner, it's been fun seeing the questions that have already come in on different food philosophies, wellness trends, and ways to approach overall mental, emotional, and physical health and well-being. Thanks for those. And I'm looking forward to seeing what else is on your mind. Now it's time for another Ask Me Anything You all can send me any health question that you want, lifestyle, health, wellness, labs, functional medicine on social media. So connect with me on Instagram or on TikTok, on Facebook. You can go to drwillcole.com and submit a question as well. We love the questions and I put it all in a Google Doc and I'll get through as many as I can every single week. And then once a month, about once a month, we have a whole episode devoted to Ask Me Anything as well. So keep your questions coming. Today's question is from Jace. Jace asks, Dr. Cole, what are your pro tips for staying healthy and clean eating when traveling, especially flying and traveling through airports? All right. So obviously we've been through as a society for the past few years, something pretty crazy. So I haven't been traveling as much, obviously, for work. Um, but I used to a lot and it's picking back up as well for different speaking education trips in the functional medicine and health space. So I am very accustomed and and also my in-laws, my wife's family all live in Los Angeles. Uh, most of them have for a long time at least. And we traveled a lot for family stuff throughout you know the, the years as well. So I am a pro and patients ask this a lot. So my team and I have really honed in on some of the best tips. There's a lot more on drwillcole.com. So check all of that out. We have a lot of articles I've written over the years about this topic. But some things that come into my mind on the fly, number one, honestly, this is the, I'll just preface it as this. A lot of times I'm flying, I will typically, depending on how long the trip is, I will use it as a time of fasting and really just focus on intermittent fasting, allowing my body to kind of reset as I'm traveling, which can be kind of stressful for some people as well. There's a lot of things, even the air pressure for some people. I'm just supporting my body that way. I I will at least go some hours and push my eating window a bit later when I'm intermittent fasting. Even if I'm getting up earlier for an earlier flight, I will do it. Not that you have to do that. So that is one pro tip though, is to kind of use it as as a fasting period to allow your body to reset as you're traveling time zones or are busy traveling during the day. 
Pro tip number two is I will pack a lunch. I'll have a carry-on bag with me. I'm that guy with an egg salad on the plane where I will get like a Primal Kitchen avocado oil-based mayo. They have a vegan mayo as well if you want, but uh, with some organic pasture-raised eggs like from Vital Farms and make an egg salad. And then I'll use Simple Mills almond flour crackers. It's just something convenient. It's easy to travel. Doesn't smell the best, but you know what? My health is important here and nobody's really given me any death stares that I could see. So it's not that big of a deal. So that there, that's an idea. I love other snacks you can just put in your bag. Epic Bar has some great options. Dang Bar has some great options. Bulletproof has some great bar options that are things that you can just have in your bag. Sea Snacks, shout out to Sea Snacks. They have some great flavors. They're seaweed snacks that I love. Nuts and seeds that are um, made from different companies are great travel options. Uh, let me think, what else do I have? Also, what you can also do is look ahead at the different airports. If you have a layover somewhere and look at the options you have in the terminal that you're going to be in. And even something that's pretty ubiquitous within airports like Starbucks has some decent options. They have bananas and apples. Oftentimes they will have, like, I don't have dairy, but they, they have cheese options that are pretty plain, clean ingredients. They may not be organic and grass fed, but so actually they do support a lot of brands that do have more organic options. So look at Starbucks, honestly. I think they're, they definitely have a lot of food that I wouldn't recommend, but definitely more and more I'm seeing over the past 11, 12 years, more and more places are offering healthy options. Even the, in the convenience stores that are within uh, airport terminals, they have a healthy food section. And I actually don't have that much of a problem at all, even if I'm not fasting or if I'm with one of my kids. I'm normally with my son or my daughter or my wife. We have options and it's not, even if you didn't pack your own, which we do, you're going to have great options in most airports. So those are some ideas. Thanks again for listening to The Art of Being Well. If you have a chance, please rate and review the podcast here. And if you like what you're hearing, hit follow and pass it along to a friend. To see more, head to drwillcole.com slash podcast. I'll be back again next Thursday, and I hope you will too. Talk soon.